0: Happy Friday, no, happy Black Friday, everybody. This is a Black Friday episode of Nip Talk. It's a good one. We're gonna be talking about skin grafts. We talked about last week how to do them. I'm gonna show you how we do them. Then also, we're gonna talk about what a fake plastic surgeon is and how you can avoid having a botched experience. Lastly, Sarah's gonna talk to us about some supplements that may help you not get cancer. This is a good one, it's happening right now.
1: Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer, Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk.
0: Oh, I managed to get through it without cracking myself up in the intro, but then I started cracking up after.
2: <laughs> Until you were like, is it Black Friday? Is it Black Friday? It is, the
0: Friday after <laughs> Thanksgiving is always Black up. Friday, right? It doesn't it is. change, does it?
2: Yeah. No? It do be doing it that does not.
0: after Thanksgiving. Is so. everyone going to run out and do some shopping
1: today? You know what? I actually kind of want a um a Roomba. I think is what you call it. Oh, that. <laughs> you know what's no, funny dude, is so the first
2: purchase I ever made on Black Friday was a vacuum as well.
1: Really, a Roomba, yeah.
2: a Dyson. I'm
1: not a Black Friday guy. Was, oh, a Dyson.
2: Yeah, it was like a handheld one back when it oh. first came out. So it was a while ago. A
1: handheld. I haven't seen one
0: of them in forever. That's funny. Yeah, we, yeah. we have one of those little Roomba things, but Me like. Too. It doesn't work because, like, our dogs mess with it. Oh, like, no. Like, our dogs will destroy it. So it just sits I in I named thing. my
2: robot. Oh, what's his name? Nelson.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I call mine Wally.
2: Wally. I like the,
1: <laughs> the commercials that they have now where they have, like, the people inside of them making decisions on what to go over and what not to go oh, over.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah,
1: they pretty, like, it's pretty good marketing.
0: I ain't gonna lie. Dude, I have one kind of funny Black Friday. Actually, Cyber Monday is Monday, right? Yeah. Okay, so next. it's actually a yeah. It's actually a Black Friday slash Cyber Monday story from last year. So um oddly enough, my wife comes to me and says, I think we should buy a TV on Black Friday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which normally it's the guy, right? That's that's <laughs> the one that's buying all the electronics. Yeah. But like right. I, I'm you know, I I you guys have probably learned this about me. I buy something and I will keep it until it just disintegrates. Right. And so we had a TV and I I, I think maybe it was eight years old, you know. I don't know, but
2: it worked. It's not and that old for a TV, is it? Yeah. It's not, I mean,
0: I don't know. I, is it? I, mean, I have I, a
2: flat screen that I've had. Or forever so i have a tv
0: in my media room that i bought in like 2004 i mean yeah. it's like 18 years old is it's it like the one oh, of the original plasma real thick yeah. oh dude it's you can't even it's like you need a forklift to move it yeah that's it's how a plasma screen it. but it's like this thick plasma like it's, like, it's so thick i can't even get it in the frame of the camera
2: at least you still don't have a, a box tv no
0: we don't have any tube tvs but anyway so my wife Those comes to me and she's like we should get a tv i'm like
2: uh okay i mean you know
0: I do like TV and it's like, if she's asked me to buy one, I guess I'll buy one. So I did a little research about the brands and I was like, okay, I wanna get, and now I've forgotten, I think I bought a Samsung. I can't remember. That's honestly. what I have now. Is it, I think it is a ones, Samsung. I like him. And I don't know. I did the research, I'm like, okay, which TV should I buy? All right, so I figured out which TV I wanted and <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, pick a size. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's like, I don't want the biggest one. I don't want the biggest one, but maybe the second biggest one, right? So I just hit check and buy. So my wife, you know, I was like, I said, you know, see my wife the next day, and she's like, I was like, hey, I bought a TV. And she's like, oh, really? How big is it? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like not the the biggest one, but like the second <laughs> biggest one, right? She's like, well, how big is that? I'm like, I don't know. So I look it up. So I bought an 84-inch TV. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. How big
2: is this TV?
0: Uh, so that's probably. 55 maybe 60. i think Uh i
2: might have a big so we had
0: a 55 inch tv Uh,
2: (laughs) i think i might have two 80 inch
0: do you really so this thing comes to my house and it's freaking enormous (laughs) like it is so big and like the box like makes it even look bigger and like why well, it's like, where are we gonna put this? Like, we're gonna put it on the wall, obviously. But what's crazy? So we have a pretty big living room. Like, our living room is probably the size of this studio, which many yeah. people at home can't see. But it's pretty sizable. So actually, once we put it up on the wall, it
2: looks good.
0: Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. Like. So, but it was just funny because I was like, now I'm you're not.
2: never. Now the next TV you get is just gonna keep getting well, bigger.
0: You know what I love about this TV is so like we have our living room and it's kind of attached to our kitchen. I love to cook and I can literally be cooking and, it, and it's probably twenty feet away from me and i can see it perfectly <laughs> like i can watch sports and it's like great
2: that's how my living room set Is up it? kitchen yeah uh, then a kitchen island then my living room and then tv
0: yeah but yeah that's i'm good. not like a big black friday person i i don't know i just I'm, I'm very like one i don't like to spend a lot of money my wife might disagree on me but i really don't buy like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and i think most men are that way too though at the same they? time yeah. yeah
2: i don't uh, like going black friday shopping no too it's too much anxiety. I don't like yeah. being around. that You many remember the people. days, like
0: whenever, like there's some hilarious videos of like the '90s when people were like trying to get like Cabbage Patch dolls and stuff, and they would line up at the the Walmart and they open a door. It's like a stampede of people, I mean, like absolutely. I remember, over it, yeah,
2: people getting like trampled and crap.
0: Yeah, now it's the same thing, but it's like PlayStations and you know.
1: Xbox. I feel like with a with a Roomba or a vacuum cleaner, it's not going to be a lot of people there for. No, a
0: dude, so you're I not can... going to have to fight anybody <laughs> for the Roomba. Like, you're probably going to be a, you probably get a few Roombas. It's going to
2: be, be me and Travis at the best time. <laughs> like get back yeah. <laughs> it's Sarah mine. will be
0: my security <laughs> well, dude, we're I wish here you for the vacuum I wish you the best of luck in purchasing your, are you going to name your Roomba
1: I, you know what since Sarah named hers now I feel like I have to but I need like a, a female name for because
2: well, so the brand oh, that right. I have is um, a Nito or okay. something like that yeah. or my first brand was Nito, and then mm. my second one was Nar- uh, Shark mm. but we named the first one Nelson so it's carried on so this is Nelson 2.0 I think
1: mine is going to be uh. Kathy
2: that's cute.
1: Um, oh, Kathy's going to, like, vacuum
0: the floor.
2: Yeah, oh, Kathy's on.
0: <laughs> oh, James, would you please vacuum the floor? James. <laughs> yeah. Belvedere.
2: <laughs> Bernard. Bernard.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, well, good luck in that, Travis. I want Thank a full you. report on the Roomba situation next week.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Okay, so we, we actually made our topics this week based on our topics Classic. last week. Yep. So if you watched last week's, then this will all fall into place. So I want to talk about skin grafts. we talked about burns last week? And so as I, uh, I said last week, I did a lot of burn surgery when uh, I was in training. And still today I do a lot of reconstruction surgery. So I actually do quite a few skin grafts and I, I do take call at a level two trauma center. So mm-hmm. we, we don't have a burn unit there but we get minor burns. And yeah. so I, I, I do still see some burns which require skin graft. So 12 asked asking okay, how do you do this? So, so I'm going to talk about skin grafts. So why would you skin graft someone? So we talked about burns is one reason. The other reason I skin graft people is if they get a large wound where the skin is lost. So like, maybe like you have a surgery and it all falls apart and you lose skin and then you have a wound here that's all filled in, but there's no skin on it. That'd be a perfect time to use a skin graft. The other reason I use skin grafts very frequently is something called fasciotomy. So, if you get too much pressure, like in an extremity, it can actually kill all the muscle. And so, what they'll do is they'll make cuts in the in the skin and the muscle to release that pressure. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's almost impossible to close it. And so, you end up with this like really wide wound. And oddly enough, I mean, I, I skin graft people for fasciotomies like literally all the time. I probably do one a month. Nice. Um, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there are cool surgeries. In fact, I think some of the videos I'm going to show in a minute don't run them yet, this, But I do have some videos, and I think some of those are fasciotomies. So, um, so there's two types of skin grafts, uh, and this is where it gets kind of like confusing, but I mean, it's informative. So I want you know, trying to be a doctor here and educate. Yes. So there's split thickness graft. So a split thickness graft means that you're only taking part of the skin, all right? And then the other type of graft is a full thickness graft, and that's where you take the entire piece of skin and move it. And so there's different reasons why you would use those. So most commonly we use split grafts. So splits where you take a shave of skin and that shave is 12 thousandths of an inch thick. Mm. So skin is like one to two millimeters in thickness depending on where where it's at. So that 12 thousandths of an inch is roughly 20% of the skin. So you're taking one, so if this is your skin layer, you're taking like this part of it. And what happens is that the remaining skin that you leave behind will heal fine. The epithelial cells come out of like the hair follicles and out of the uh, glands and they repopulate the epithelial cells and you can harvest that skin and in, within you know a few weeks it's completely healed. But the skin that you take, you can move it somewhere and it'll form new skin in that location. So it's a great way to deal with things like burns and wounds. Now the difference in that would be a full thickness graft. So why would you use a full thickness graft? Well, the problem with split graphs are they don't look great. I mean, they don't look terrible, but you can definitely tell when someone's had a split thickness skin graph. Like, you may have seen it on somebody and not known what you're looking at. You're like, oh, your skin looks weird. And they might say, why? Well, I, I, <laughs> oh, your skin is weird. <laughs> I get to see Sarah running around. Oh, your skin looks weird. Oh, yeah, I had a skin graph. Thanks for noticing. But, but you and might say like, in, your mind, in your mind, you're like, oh, that person's skin looks unusual. And it could be a skin graph, okay? Um, But a full thickness graft tends to look more natural. So where I use full thickness grafts would be like on the face. Face, yeah. Yeah. So like when people get, where I do them commonly, not necessarily burns on the face because most of those go to burn centers and I don't work in a burn center anymore. But like skin cancers. If you take a huge piece of skin like off the nose, a lot of times I'll use a full thickness graft for that. And so you harvest those in a different places because you want to match the skin. So like if I'm doing a full thickness graft on the hand, which is another place to use them because... the the problem with split grafts is they're not as flexible and a full thickness is flexible so the hand that moves a lot you'd want to use a full graft so i usually take a pinch like right here you can actually pinch the skin right here on your palm yep and cut this little piece of skin out and then just close this up directly Mm -hmm. and then use that skin to like resurface a finger same thing like on the face like if somebody had cancer i would take it from behind the ear because this skin is very similar to that both in color and thickness and use it there. The other places I'll take skin from the groin if I'm doing like full thickness grafts or like an areola. Did I, did I show the nipple areola reconstruction on think, the show? I think
2: you've talked about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we said we couldn't show it because we were afraid that Facebook would shut us down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's. It's banging around. It is on the Nip Talk YouTube page. I know it is on that, and it's on my personal one. Definitely. But anyway, I, there's, a, there's a video there of me taking a full thickness graph to make an areola. So So those are the different split graphs and full graphs. and so splits are the most common, so I, I, I tend to we'll talk about that a little bit more and actually have some video. Travis, I think I have a video that, that shows skin graphs. Can you roll that?: Absolutely All right, let's see it. So this is the dermatome. this is the device that we use to harvest the shape of skin that will be used for the skin graft. This patient had a wound on the leg after a skin cancer removal. Once the graft is harvested, it's run through a mesher to let it spread out and also drain fluid. Then the skin graft is either glued or, in this case, sutured to the wound bed and will heal within two weeks. Like and follow us for more content. Yeah, so that's basically a video that shows how skin graft works. You that that the thing I had in my hands called a dermatome, and think of it as like a meat slicer. That's what it is, and you can set the thickness, and so. Nowadays, all split grafts are done at 12,000. So that's just kind of industry standard. Mm-hmm. So it's it shaves that piece off. I had the skin there. I run it through the mesher. And so you mesh it so that fluid can escape from underneath it. And also it lets it spread out. And you can mesh it big. So I actually did a really big skin graft the other day on a guy uh, that was in a car wreck. And, he, and he, he had like this really big leg wound. And he didn't have the greatest skin. So instead of meshing it like at a small amount, I meshed it a big amount. So basically doubled the amount of graft I yeah. got from a piece of skin. And then you, you attach it to the wounds. And I use both fiber and glue and sometimes sutures. I tend to use more glue these days than yeah. the suture. Uh, and then you put a dressing on it, which I use vacuum dressings, which are kind of the standard now. And nowadays, like if you know what you're doing, a skin graft should be a 99% take. I mean, nice. unless something terrible happens, like the patient pulls my dressing off or, something equally disastrous. Like all of my skin grafts are like, is almost a hundred percent take.
1: Quick question. Yeah. When, when you are like removing the skin yeah. to place it somewhere else, does that like, does, does that skin like either grow back yeah. there or does it hurt? When they, when uh, they're
0: a little sore so imagine if you were running in the parking lot and you scraped your leg oh okay yeah. that's like what a donor site would feel like because it's just very superficial sure but yeah what happens is where you harvest that skin that skin just regrows oh wow. and okay. so in fact you can like re-harvest the same place over and over mm. and i got an interesting story i'll tell you at the very end yes, um sure. uh, but i want to show you a couple more pictures first so the next picture i have is a graft after the five this patient days. had a wound on the leg uh, yeah that one there we go So that's a skin graft at five days. And that patient actually had the flesh-eating bacteria. Um, That's a pretty interesting one. And so that's at five days. And the skin graft doesn't look completely normal, but it looks more normal than when you first throw it down. Now, I got a couple more photos. Let's just roll them. Uh, So that's another uh, leg wound. That's the dermatome right there that I used to shave it. Uh, Go on to the next one. So that's the piece of skin. It's a little bit better picture of it after you harvest it. And then that's a picture of it after it's meshed and put on the wound. And I think the next one is yeah. So you see here that that's a at five days that's a perfect take of the skin graft. That's mm. how it should look, and it will look more like normal skin as um, as time goes on. Yeah. Um, but one of the craziest I have like tons of stories about my years in the burn unit. But the craziest story I have is there was this really old guy. He was like in his seventies, and he had a ninety it was like a 95% burn. So remember we talked about age plus burn equals mortality. Mm-hmm. Like so I knew this guy would- have high chance of dying. Yeah, I mean, he was gonna die for yeah. sure. But you know, you you can tell a patient's family that they're not gonna make it, but if they say we wanna do everything, you kinda have to do everything. Mm-hmm. So. Long story short, this guy ended up dying, Uh, but the only area of his body that was not a full-thickness, third-degree burn, because he fell into a fire pit, like that's how he got burned. Like, you know, fire pits were like in the ground, like it was a raging fire, he fell in it, Mm. and he couldn't get out of it, and so he was in this thing for like a long time, they finally got him out. So the only area of him that was not burned was the top of his head and the soles of his feet, because he had really good boots on. Now, the boots like got burned away, but like the top part of it, I guess, had enough protection. So over the course of like three to four months before he ended up dying, which I knew he was going to die. We tried to tell the family, but they wanted to do everything. So we did everything. Um, but I completely skin grafted his entire body by taking skin only off the top of his head and the soles of his feet. And what I would do is I would mesh it nine to one. We usually do one and a half to one. I mesh these nine to one. So the piece of skin that I took went this big and I skin grafted this guy's entire body over the course of months and completely got new skin to grow on him because i kept just taking the same area i would harvest this on the scalp wait two or three weeks and then redo it and i skin graft this guy's entire body it was actually a pretty huge accomplishment and it's kind of sad because he ended up dying because if it had been like you know a 20 year old that would have survived it it would have been a pretty impressive like feet yeah it was still impressive but it was you know it the impressive part is kind of diluted by the fact that he died yeah you know and and that's just you know you just get too sick at that age from the burns like he ended up going into heart failure lung failure kidney failure and you know i was able to skin graft his entire body but you know the damage was done so interesting stuff man yeah yeah i i don't i don't entirely miss my days in the burn unit like there's some really sad things i did burn surgery in tennessee and kentucky so you get a lot of like methamphetamine explosions like that was like super common yeah like house fires from meth like at any time in the burn unit when i was in kentucky and tennessee we always had some sort of meth fire it was just constant
2: i don't know that that that's out in the woods
0: yeah well you know kentucky i mean i i love kentucky tennessee but there are some you know rural people out there and methamphetamine is a problem yeah. So, but anyway, Travis, did I answer your questions about skin grafts? You, you did. You, you were asking you, him. You definitely did. Yeah, is that more information you want. That's to some know? Good, no, no, no. That's some good information.
2: Right. I, I didn't know how skin grafts are made. Now guys, you see. Honestly. You could
0: probably do one. See, so I have this thing in medicine.
2: Yeah, sure. See
0: one, <laughs> do one, teach one. When we're talking about training residents, you watch a surgery, you do a surgical. Uh, so
2: technique.
0: you've seen one, so now you're ready to do your own skin graft. <laughs> For sure.
2: 100%. Kidding.
0: People are out there like, I've seen it on TV. I would do my own skin graft. Can I, can I ask one
1: more question yeah, about dude, skin grafts? Yeah. One just popped in my head. Yeah. So let's say, okay, like with, with darker skin, like with African-American skin. Yeah. Is it, is it harder to do a skin graft because we
0: can be different toned, I guess, over our skin? or No, I mean, you can do the skin graft fine. Yeah. I, I find with darker skin tones that you're more likely to get color differentiation. Right, okay. You know, what, And you get that to a certain degree with the opposite in the spectrum, like really, really pale people. Like like, you know, albino people will get, the skin will be almost too red. You mm, know, okay. like the areas in the middle are probably the easiest to match with color. I'd be worried more about the donor site where you harvest the skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be a little bit more likely to not match up color perfectly. I think the the skin graft should match pretty close. Mm. The donor site, because you have darker toned skin, would probably
2: look a little bit less
0: matched that's interesting because yeah, i'm bucket. sure
2: it's scarring happens mm-hmm. after skin grafts right
0: not usually oh. i mean that the split grafts do contract a little bit so you would not want to put a split graft over like the the joints of your hand or like your elbow that's where you would pull out like a full thickness graft because they're more pliable okay um but you can't always do full and plus the problem with full thickness grafts they're a little bit harder to take there's a little bit more risk that they don't entirely take Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, pros and cons. Real talk? So, okay. All right. Well, if you like the thing about skin graft, leave us a like, throw us a comment. We want to know what your questions about skin grafts are. And thank you guys for your great questions. Absolutely. All right. So the other topic that we were talking about, Sarah, and this was what you brought up. So thank you. Yes. Was how do you know if a plastic surgeon is legitimate? So I'm going to ask you guys, a, well, here, I'm going to first off, I'm going to do a scenario. So let's say you get on an airplane and before the airplane takes off, so say it's a 747. You're going to fly to Europe. And the pilot comes on and says, hey, I've never really been properly trained to fly this particular airplane, but I've flown other airplanes, and I've flown this one in my spare time a time or two. I think we're going to be okay. Would you guys be okay with that? <laughs> nah, let me out, fam. If it was
2: like life or death situation and we needed to get that heck out of here right okay
0: so that is exactly the same scenario that happens when surgeons do things that they're not trained to do because surgery just like flying an airplane is a matter of life and death and so i as a plastic surgeon have a huge problem with what i call the fake plastic surgeons oh have you guys seen this girl (laughs) no i i haven't so oh, it looks kind of for me maybe like i saw on social so this bit. was like a big jo- not to i'm gonna derail my own conversation Jeez. again so this girl <laughs> is happened? from like iran and she tried to make herself look like angelina jolie I so do. she started posting these pictures but it come to find out that these were fake these were actually makeup on her oh and wow. although she did look more like angelina jolie she didn't look as bad as that but she was doing it to get she
2: looks like she was like the main character from like a
0: zombie movie. <laughs> sarah's face is the one she was like <laughs> yeah i
2: i was scared
0: you she looks like that. a zombie right so <laughs> she looks like
2: she's from those shows what is that show the walking dead no, Creep show? Uh, no, no, those movies like The Nightmare Before Christmas, like those, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like the dead people, like a zombie, right? Yeah,
2: she looked like yeah. somebody had like put pieces of her face from other that's th- good other makeup. Faces. That's so, great
0: makeup. So, well, everyone, so when that came out, I remember seeing, I was like, oh, oh my, oh, I'll believe God. anything these days because like there's weird <laughs> stuff that happens. But that was actually makeup. She doesn't look as bad. As that makes her out to look, but she did it on purpose to get like people on her social media. Wow! I think it's kind of ingeniously, devilishly <laughs> smart. Honestly, i I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm impressed that like
2: I can't get her face out of my face. Yeah, It does, it does kind of put you in
1: mind, though, too, of like a corpse, Angelina Jolie.
2: Yeah, like, I was like, is she dead? If Angelina
0: Jolie was on the walking dead. Who killed dead, this woman? Is, <laughs> this is <what> she was... <laughs> anyway, so, all right, I'm going to rerail our conversation. The wheels are coming back on. Oh, We're right. talking about gosh. fake plastic surgeons. So, what do you guys think makes me a plastic surgeon? I tell you I'm a plastic surgeon, but what makes me a plastic surgeon? Mm. Uh,
2: you went to medical school?
0: The knowledge, is. I mean, a lot of people Got- go to medical school are they all plastic surgeons and you're certified okay that's that's good that's part of it certification but do you know the proper board for plastic surgery we've talked about it but do you remember it
2: yes but i feel like it's like (laughs) i feel like there should only be one are there multiple
0: there are multiple all right so we're going to talk about that so let's talk about first off how prevalent a problem this is so i'm this is like uh, this is like one of my things right because i I I want to police my own specialty. So when people do bad things in plastic surgery, I don't like it. And when you're not properly trained, bad things happen. So I have a problem with non-plastic surgeons doing plastic surgery. So I actually did a study in the Dallas Fort Metroplex. I say a study, it was me doing research. I pulled up every single doctor that says that they do plastic surgery procedures. Then I went and cross-referenced of whether or not they were properly trained and properly certified. So what percentage of those people do you think were not true plastic surgeons? 40. I'd say 50. Wow. Okay. So it wasn't quite, if it was that bad, I would would be. Uh, So it was was about 20%. That's a good That means that one in five people in the Metroplex out there doing plastic surgery are not properly trained and certified to do it. It's crazy, right? It's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. So what defines a plastic surgeon? You, you kind of hit it. You were dancing around it, and I, I don't mean to pick on you because I'm not trying to do that. But like, it's confusing. It's fine. It's confusing even for doctors. So the first thing is, are they properly trained? Mm-hmm. Did they do an accredited plastic surgery program? And second is, are they properly certified? Are you know they have the proper board certification? But you once again hit the nail on the head, there's, a, there's different boards. So the only board that really matters is the American Board of Plastic Surgery. So why do I say that? Why do I say that that's the only proper board? Because there are two organizations that determine what is proper training and what is proper board certification. The proper training one is the ACGME, which is the Accreditation Council of Graduate Medical Education. I can't believe I got that out without <laughs> looking at my note card. The ACGME, so they define would a proper training program is Because there's nothing that stops me as a plastic surgeon from opening up a fellowship in my office and say, I'm going to train you to do breast augmentation. But why is it not legit? Well, because it's not, it's not properly vetted. I don't have the proper didactics, meaning the, the book learning. I may not have the proper length of time. So I can open up my own residency, but it's not going to be accredited by the ACGME. right? Mm-hmm. So the ACGME programs is what matters. The board certification is the American Board of Medical Specialties, so the ABMS. And the only one they recognize for plastic surgery is the American Board of Plastic Surgery. So why this matters is like if you as a plastic surgeon want to go get credentialed at a hospital or like a surgery center, they are responsible for making sure that you're properly trained. So they make sure that you went to an ACGME program and they make sure that you went to an American board, or your board certification is ABMS, all right? Otherwise you cannot get privileges. I cannot go to a hospital and do a heart transplant. Why? Because I wouldn't have that proper ACGME and ABMS certification, okay? So how did these fake plastic surgeons do it? You might ask. They do it in their offices because there is nothing whatsoever stopping me from having a patient come to my office and I say, I can do this procedure. And if you sign a consent form that you allow me to do that procedure, then there's nothing illegal about that. Mm -hmm. And even though I may not be properly trained to do it, I can do it because you signed a consent and I'm a doctor. And the laws are very loose. Now, there are things about being, you know, having your 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 medical board license. And if you do something really crazy, like say I in my office tried to do a heart transplant, which obviously I would never do. Like, that is yeah. so far out of the scope of, like, what I'm doing mm-hmm. that I would lose my medical license in the state of Texas. But the gray area is when people are doing things and they're like, oh, well, I can do a breast augmentation because I did a weekend course with Dr. So-and-so in Los Angeles. And so the, the Texas Medical Board might look at that and be like, okay, well, maybe this isn't, you know, the proper way to do it, but we're not going to, like, shut them down. And so that's how these fake plastic surgeons do it. Now the problem is, like, as a person in the community, how do you tell who's real? Because you know these people will have great websites. Like, you go to their website and they'll say, I'm board certified, and you're like, okay, that's important. But they don't mention that their board certification is you know, the American Board of Cosmetic Surgery, which is not legitimate. Or maybe their board certification is the American Board of General Surgery. Like, they're just general surgery yeah. trained, but they're doing plastic surgery. So if you're going to go have plastic surgery, you need to make sure that your person went to a proper program and really has a proper board certification. And you can kind of just go to the proper board certification because you cannot be boarded by the American Board of Plastic Surgery unless you went to a proper training program. And so that's why it just boils down to the board certification. Yeah. If now they're... I want
2: to like go back to my doctor and see if he had one.
0: It's crazy. Cause cause I, I got mine come...
2: so long ago and I got my breast uh, implants in house like I didn't in go to office. a doctor like I didn't go you to should a hospital look them up.
0: one of my favorite games to play is so I do but a, it
2: was in a medical like it was like a he had his office inside a medical it, facility th-
0: that doesn't matter if it's like not in a hospital. so like surgery centers are accredited they're called quad a certification yeah. and that ensures that they are going to properly vet people yeah I do absolutely. that the surgery center I work at. I'm on the board that vets people
2: yeah I definitely had my well look them up. one of my office. favorite games
0: to play is so I do a lot of revisionary surgery I'm alive though is I'm glad you're alive. (laughs) One of my favorite games to play is when people have bad botched plastic surgery, I always go and look them up and see if they're really a plastic surgeon.
2: Now I need to.
0: Also, you need to be wary of anyone who calls himself a cosmetic surgeon. Like I would never call myself a cosmetic surgeon. I'm a plastic surgeon. I do cosmetic surgeries, which just means a surgery that's done to make your appearance better. But I am not a cosmetic surgeon because that is not a real term. Mm. Anyone who calls himself a cosmetic surgeon is probably one of these fake plastic surgeons.
2: Yikes.
1: That's a good game. Nah, so that's, that's definitely good game, something to look out. For. I mean,
0: this is stuff that's so. I mean, when you ask even a doctor, like, what's the proper board certification for plastics? Most doctors don't know it. So if a doctor doesn't know it, how is a patient going to know it? Right? How are they going to know? Because they watch Nip talk, <laughs> and yeah. we're telling them what you need to know.
2: I'm going to be telling people. You tell people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Spread the word. Sarah's it is be a an problem. Advocate. I, I mean, I'm kind of. This is kind of like Wait one of my soapbox things. You know, it's like I hate when people do the surgeries that I spent eight years of surgery training to do because they went and did a weekend course I mean it's just right, wrong right
2: well it's like disrespectful it is
0: don't disrespect the doctor <laughs> don't
2: what's that thing doctor from South disrespect? Park
0: oh, don't respect my authority <laughs> 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 all right derailed again. hey you Sorry. know what we didn't do last episode we didn't talk about elf ears oh gosh I forgot about that they made a, a those are the this cosmetic time. surgeons exactly the elf ear people that's what <laughs> all right Sarah your segment now.
2: Yes, let me get out my paper. So, what are
0: you telling us about today?
2: Um, we're going to talk about supplements because, like, you know two, I show, love supplements. two or three shows ago, we talked about. I made a fun um, of this there. Right. Supplements. <laughs> um, so, what were we. See, we
0: did supplements.
2: What did we, we did do? Fish oil. We're we talking, talked oh, about fish oil and how it doesn't supplement. help.
0: For cholesterol? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. what are we talking about today?
2: We're talking about fish oil and a lot of other supplements. Just all the supplements that could possibly. Um, Help you prevent cancer. Oh, cancer
0: preventing supplements. Yes. Perfect. And the top,
2: and it's just these are just the top supplements that. um, Oh, here are are cancer killers
0: or frauds. What you need to know. Yeah, and you're gonna tell us that. Yes. I'm excited.
2: I'm. I'm gonna gonna try. I'm gonna quiz you. Okay, so let's uh, let's flip to the next slide. There. This is okay. This is green tea. Okay. Let me look on my notes. Okay, green tea. Okay, so. Have any of y'all um, ever drank green tea? I've drank green plenty of tea, times.
0: but not to cure cancer.
2: Yeah, just for sake. No, is this
0: cancer prevention or cancer curing?
2: Prevention. Prevention, okay. This is all prevention. Because if it's cure,
0: I'm going to have to, like, put the kibosh on it immediately. <laughs> prevention okay. or all right.
2: decrease.
0: All right, so do you, so um, what does it say about What is it supposed to so help with? So, first
2: off, green tea contains plant chemicals called polyphenols, polyphenols that yep. um, act That's as right. antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. Okay. So... These things can help bladder, esophagus, ovarian, pancreatitis, or pancreas, and possible breast cancer. So I'm going to weigh
0: in here. Um, Oxidation or free radicals, oxidation free radicals can cause cancer. So if you have something that is getting rid of uh, free radicals, then that's potentially good. Yes. Okay, so did you have a study that says that it works?
2: The study is just from this... um, this article that that I showed and it is they don't want you to take pills or extracts those those are not they don't actually have those chemicals in them that you need so you so drinking three cups a day of green tea could could have anti-cancer okay effect. so that's just
0: drinking green so that's May. not like a supplement that you're yeah. buying like you're just drinking green tea that's and you just buy
2: yeah that's that's literally just adding something to your diet that's healthy
0: potentially could help
2: yes green okay.
0: tea also helps
1: with like my throat because yeah. i talk a lot yeah so like green tea always always like soothes my throat so much anti-inflammatory okay. yeah so oh
2: anti-inflammatory,
1: okay that makes right?
0: sense yeah. I, knew, I like I that okay it. that makes
2: sense so so pretty much okay. it's healthy i'll buy that yeah
0: i'll buy it. it's hel- It it could be helpful
2: yeah, but don't take pills or extracts. Don't take it.
0: pills or extracts. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's specifically right. green tea or all of them.
2: Um, most supplements. Okay. What's your next one? What's the next slide? Okay, this is okay. So vitamin D, and I don't even know how to say that
0: other. One. Uh, resveratrol. <laughs> I think I butchered <laughs> That's that. A good resveratrol. Guess.
2: Something crazy. Okay, so we're gonna go to vitamin D. Um, how do y'all get vitamin D? Sunlight. I
0: mean, yeah. I knew that <laughs> one. I'm sorry, Travis. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> no, you are good.
2: <laughs> okay, so what and does no. vitamin D do? Um, it helps control cell growth and holds promise for cancer prevention. Okay. Um, research hasn't determined what dose vitamin D is effective and safe for cancer prevention, but they suggest that you get most of your vitamin D from oily fish and fortified cereal and not so much from sunlight because, you know, if right, you so get I, overexposure to sunlight, you can yeah, increase no, your chance for getting cancer. cheese vitamin
0: D in it. Yeah. So I would tell you, and I'm just going to say this from like the, The doctor side most of the time with supplements our diet in the united states gives us more than we need i've you know uh i and and this this may be the one exception because it may be for cancer prevention you need three times as much as normal Mm -hmm. but like your daily recommended amounts like we all get that with our diet unless you're like like maybe hardcore vegan or something so, in general, taking, like, extra Or you vit- just
2: eat, like, straight-up crap all the time. But even like that has, like, food. a lot of
0: different stuff. Because, like, so you eat a burrito, right? It has cheese in it. So that's going to get your vitamin D. I mean, it's got protein in it. Even yeah. though it's terrible food for you, it kind of has everything you need. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Ish.
2: <laughs> okay, so let me get to that <laughs> Sorry. That weird one. <laughs> uh, oh, reservoir,
0: <laughs> reservoir, <laughs> reservoir dogs?
2: Reserva- <laughs> <laughs> troll. Who even takes that? If I can't Make pronounce a it, I'm
0: not going to take it
2: um okay so this is a polyphenol okay um is that so, a
0: brand name no it's not a brand name Res-
2: no no that's just uh the i think it's resveratrol the supplement yeah. Rest- oh,
1: thanks, Rest- this- yeah i appreciate that i didn't i've be only been looking at it name. for like 10 minutes so. <laughs>
2: you're out there like
0: phonetically trying to figure it yeah. out so, <laughs> so, thank you Charles. so this
2: polyphenol does the same so it has anti-inflammatory effects um it's a weak plant estrogen okay um and it may prevent cellular damage known to trigger cancer. Okay. Maybe. Um, that one's so legit. so the research says pretty much it's too soon to know how it works um, yeah. with other su- um, as a supplement. So they actually suggest don't take those if you <laughs> <take> have if <laughs> right. you don't take these <laughs> pills if you're a woman with hormone sensitivity because it is a estrogen um, type Chemical.
1: if you are a Play male chemical. that takes a pill like that does it increase your like estrogen i guess i
2: don't know
0: probably i mean because we all have yeah. estrogen right. I and mean, that's how if people it, get man boobs yeah right right, right. man boobs make an appearance
2: <laughs> yeah so, it's not like elf
0: years every episode but every three episodes we talk about man boobs. <laughs> Sorry. go ahead sir
2: so they say um so again instead of taking these supplements what do we need to eat more of we need uh, to eat foods. more well yeah, eat more Salus. red or purple grapes cuz oh, those contain that. But okay. get this, it's in wine. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> no. But you know, I if said. you drink too much alcohol, that also increases your chance for cancer. Oh God. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. So um just drink your one glass a day and then
0: Can it be a glass this big?
2: For sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I just totally. drink one drink a day because I'm doctor. a doctor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do we got here?
2: Uh, these are all of my uh you know all the different ones here so we're gonna go check out that red one what do you think that one is uh
0: it's red corn flakes
2: <laughs> it's uh, lipstick
0: powder oh <laughs> is it lipstick powder i was gonna no. say like clay oh. so this is like, like
2: this is lycopin
0: okay mm-hmm. a, I've heard of a it.
2: plant chemical said to reduce prostate cancer oh
0: okay there we um, go travis you know i need to absolutely. stock up on that absolutely
2: it's controversial research doesn't know how it works in the body alone Ooh. or with other chemicals so they don't know if this um, chemical that's found in plants that we eat all the time works um, alone or if it works with the other chemicals that are inside those okay. plants so um that we eat so it's actually recommended just to stay away from it okay um Wait. don't take this supplement
0: so i think i can identify the next one is that
2: ginger, ginger? <laughs> that's ginger yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but how you get a lycopen is tomato oh, sauce sorry I tomato see, I juice see. watermelon guava rose hips and pink grapefruit okay. okay so if y'all want if y'all if prostate runs in prostate cancer runs go in your family garden. yeah Eat go tomatoes. get some pasta yeah Eat some tomatoes or All just right. drink tomato juice. Tomato juice is legit.
0: So, Bloody Mary's?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. so next one, we'll do ginger. Yeah. Okay. So, what, what do y'all think ginger does? Because ginger is used a lot. It's
0: anti inflammatory? Yes. Uh, so, it prevents antioxidants?
2: Yeah. So, um, and it helps with nausea.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Really nice.
2: um, but it's not recommended to take as a supplement. Okay. It's just recommended to add ginger into Food. your diet. I your add a recipes. lot. Of, I
0: I love ginger. I, I cook a lot, a lot of Asian foods, so I love putting yeah, ginger in. Yeah, I have a little mm. tube
2: that's already oh, made yeah, yeah. and I squirt it yeah, in. Yeah, I I, I buy yeah. that too
0: sometimes. All right, yeah. now it's good. I can I take a stab at the middle one. Do it. Is it flax seeds?
2: It is. Oh my god! <laughs> and I actually think this I'm not is, cheating either. Like this I, is actually <laughs> the most promising one that I found in okay. this list. Okay. Okay, so the most promising. Um, it provides lignans, which prevent cancer. Am I saying that right? I don't know. L-I-G-N-A-N-S.
0: I'm not sure what that is. Mm. You stumped the doctor. <laughs> um,
2: laboratory research has shown flax seeds may slow colon, skin, lung, and breast cancer growth. Okay. But it's only confirmed in... Animal models? Like, yes. Ah. Mm. But flaxseed oil, oil... Um, don't take flaxseed oil just actually eat flax seeds <laughs> okay so um, in, put, like a, so like a, a lot of stuff that we eat for like in cereals and like oh. the stuff you put over like the granola stuff okay that has flax seeds like okay. ground flax seeds or actually just the seeds themselves okay. and that's that's that, what you need to that's eat that's not like with.
0: sunflower seeds is it
2: I mean, it kind of. It looks kind of like. Some. I love sunflower yeah. seeds. <laughs> but no, this just is just flaxseed. I eat
0: the ones that are like they have Taco Bell flavored sunflower seeds. Oh my! <laughs> I've They're, never okay, heard of come it. on. They're actually not bad. Like <laughs> I've never heard of it. I've
2: never heard of anything. I'm
0: gonna bring some in for the next show. You guys Get are gonna those try at them? Q-T will you try them if I bring them in? Okay. You will? Yeah. All right, we're doing that next. <laughs> <year>. Sarah's <laughs> trying Taco Bell sunflowers. I'm gonna have you try them too, Travis. All right, cool. I promise you won't die.
2: <laughs> next segment um, <laughs> all right so i mean i guess y'all probably know what those pills are i don't is it fish, fish oil? oil oh yeah. it's fish oil. fish oil i'd recognize those things anywhere because my dad used to take those oh, like every see, day they really do
0: supplements yeah, they so. smell terrible they do is it like ground up fish
2: probably just <laughs> they just squeeze they squeeze, they squeeze
0: fish. the crap out of the fish and you yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. all right for tell sure, for sure. fish, okay, so, so fish so fish oils you hear all about so tell yeah us. so
2: they have omega-3s, prevent yes. inflammation, cancer, That's and good. heart disease. That's what they're thought to do. Researchers don't know whether fish oil acts alone. So like the other supplements, they yep. don't know if it acts alone or with other food chemicals okay. to provide uh, prevention. They just say, instead of taking these pills, just eat more fish, tuna and salmon. I love fish. <clears throat> like sushi? Yeah. T- yeah. Tuna sushi. and salmon are, I guess, the most oily fishes that are yeah. around nice. around these days. I probably have plenty day. of
0: fish oil because I love sushi
2: yeah me too um so the next one is uh, i think that's turmeric
0: yeah, okay. turmeric turmeric yeah
2: yeah okay so um obviously that's a curry spice anti-inflammatory nice. so most of these supplements are anti-inflammatory if yeah. you haven't noticed so- well a lot of
0: cancer is inflammatory mediated yeah so, yeah makes sense um
2: so the antioxidant is called curcumin Okay. Curcumin. Uh, and um, early lab results um, suggest that it stops the spread of melanoma cells. Ooh, okay, that's a bad again, one. You don't want to get melanoma. Not yet tested in humans. Got it. Okay. Um, avoid ter- turmeric if you're if you're in chemo because it actually causes Next, chemo issues. Goes, yes. yes. All right. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, Good deal. I that was actually very informative. I like, think there's here? one more. Oh. Oh, is there? There is. Oh. Oh, selenium and melatonin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
2: that's the one that you like. They like told you straight up not to take. Which one? Oh, Which well. one do you think um, is recommended to straight up never just like never touch? I mean, it?
0: selenium is like a naturally occurring substance. I would
1: have said melatonin, just cause your body get used to it, and then like it's not working, don't it? After so long, I thought.
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't do supplements, really. Like, I just tell people, yeah, just don't take too many of them. <laughs> 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 just
2: eat, just eat, better. Um, eat better. But yeah, it's selenium it. just is found in uh, poultry, fish, and oh, wheat, and, and, right and right in the here. liver. So like um, chicken
0: nachos? Yeah. Like, so I probably got enough uh, selenium. Research
2: actually finds that it's fairly dangerous, so you really? shouldn't take the like supplement. Like the extra pills? Yeah, yeah, don't take it. It may increase certain chronic diseases or cancer. So if you already right. have... Like the study that I was reading in that article was like um, they did the research and or the study on these men. And it actually caused some of them to get um, cancer. No, get diabetes. Oh, my
0: God. So like, um, yeah.
2: And then melatonin. I think a lot of people need these days take melatonin. Um, I think it's just obviously because we have so much stuff in our face, like our phones, the computers, and we can't let ourselves like calm down and go to sleep. So a lot of people take melatonin. I know for sure yeah so that's obviously a hormone found in your body um and the supplement is a synthetic whatever um, uh, part of it and um it's treats insomnia and is supposed to treat cancers uh cancer treatment side effects oh interesting um but definitely um if you have sleep problems you need to go to a doctor and they can help you way more than melatonin so that's what it suggests just Yeah, I don't
0: have a problem with supplements. Where I have problems with supplements is when they like promise things they can't deliver. Which, yeah. that does happen a lot. And so, yeah, and they're expensive.
2: They are. But long story short, just eat healthy. Right. And you should what? get all of these all of these supplements you can find in and just your In food. food yeah let me yeah. ask
1: a quick question sure. so like supplements would that be the same as like a vitamin like uh yeah. like calcium uh what is this centrum and all that type of stuff yeah, yeah. i mean, you know it's what I mean? A,
0: that's a vitamin supplement so i mean vitamins are basically substances that your body needs to continue to have proper metabolism mm-hmm. so it's like you know uh, vitamin C works with your collagen and vitamin A, vitamin K helps with like blood clotting and so on and so forth. So each of the, like the real vitamins has a, a, a function in your body. Now, some of these other ones like selenium, they're like more on the kind of fringe. I mean, right. we, we probably need like very tiny amounts of that, but like the, the more common vitamins you, like you really need those or like bad things have, like if you don't eat enough vitamin C, you get scurvy, right. you know? so um
2: i think those are i feel like vitamins are more for people that have like a deficiency and not so much for people that are just like yeah
0: doing okay yeah like if you're like a healthy person like like the three of us like i mean honestly taking vitamins is probably not helping us and
2: they i was on that article i was reading that like that taking gummies is not as good as taking like an actual like pill
0: oh really yeah like how you break it down or something
2: yeah i don't know I thought that was interesting because I give Avery like, I give Avery little vitamin gummies at yeah. night. I think with kids <laughs>
0: like, you know, it's important with the vitamins. You know, I remember taking the Flintstone vitamins as a kid. In fact yeah. they were tasty. I, I just don't know. Just, like, I, eat them, like, yeah, candy.
2: my kid only eats like chicken nuggets and
0: yeah. I mean kids don't have as diverse of <laughs> diets as adults do, so <laughs> yeah. so vitamins for kids are good. I think, but go to your pediatrician. Don't listen to the plastic surgeon. Listen to your pediatrician. (laughs) All of those,
2: before you take any supplements, you need to talk talk to your doctor. doctor. But it's good
0: to learn about them. This is informative entertainment. We're here to inform you and entertain you. (laughs) I hope we did that. All right. I think that's our last segment. Sarah, thank you so much for that. For you guys out there, we want to know what you want us to talk about. Leave us a comment and we will do a show about it and we'll give you a shout out. So thanks for watching Nip Talk. We'll be back next week.